Hi, Danelle. Hey, Richard. We're back hosting You, Me, and CBD. Thanks, everyone, for joining us for another episode where we learn about CBD. You, Me, and CBD, Season 1, Episode 4. The one where we talk about CBD 101. Our guests for today's show are Doug Burgoyne and Blake Smith. Why do we need to have this idea about CBD 101? Well, I think there's a lot of misconception about what's going on um, and what CBD is. It seems to me that we all are interested in it and we want to go out and buy some, but do we really know what we're looking at and looking for? I mean, I feel so confused when I go into different CBD shops. I don't know how many milligrams to get. I don't know why I'm even getting... X amount of milligrams. Why am I paying between $60 and $100? And what's the difference in all of this? So CBD 101 is really important, um, I think, just to kind of get a little bit more educated on first what you're getting and how it's going to help you and why it works. A lot of uh, unknowns. There's There's the idea that is it safe? Is it legal? All of that. And so with that, let's introduce Doug and Blake. We have here with us Doug, who is a pharmacist at Farmer and Chemist, and we have Blake, who is the chemist of Farmer and Chemist. They both have incredible backgrounds in both industries, and they are the right people to, for us to be talking to about CBD 101. Thanks, Danelle. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. You think about CBD, and uh, most people don't even know what it stands for. Uh, frankly, a few years ago, I wasn't that sure myself, uh, even though I've been a pharmacist for a long time. CBD stands for cannabidiol. Uh, but um, if you've heard uh, this podcast before, uh, you know that we leave the science to the scientists. And while we can talk about drug interactions and how to talk to your doctor about CBD and what to ask for and what quality means, Uh, That's why Blake is here to talk to us about really the CBD 101 from the chemistry aspect, but not the boring side of chemistry. Don't get me wrong. Uh, Blake is a scientist. He's been in this industry a long time, probably as long as anybody can be at this point. Uh, But uh, Blake, I think it's important for folks to know why you got into this. So do you mind talking a little bit about that? Yeah, I'll talk about that. So, so I, you know, I, uh, my background is bioanalytical chemistry. Um, I worked as a bioanalytical chemist for a good portion of my career. Um, I was in pharmaceuticals. I did pharmacokinetics, pharmacodynamics. Um, I eventually left to go into academia, and I had a good, good stint in academia, um, both at Westminster and at the U. By the way, pharmacodynamics and kinetics are some of the things that pharmacists like the least. (laughs) So kudos to you for digging that. Um, And so, yeah, and then academia was a a good run for me. Um, And then during that period of time, you know, like many people, I got married, uh, started having kids, and uh, my youngest daughter was diagnosed with a genetic condition that gives her a predilection for seizures, and um, most current medications are not effective for, for dealing with that. Um, we belong to a parents' alliance, and it was suggested that CBD uh, may be a, a help in, in dealing with, with her seizure condition. And at the time, I didn't know anything. Like, you know, 
Like, was, mo- like most of right. us. Like, I don't know what this CBD is that everyone's talking about. I've heard of, you know, cannabis, obviously, and THC, you know, the devil's lettuce or whatever. <laughs> right. Right. But, but I don't know anything really about it from a chemistry perspective. And so um, after my daughter's uh, diagnosis, I had the opportunity to go and consult with a farming group um, that was growing hundreds of acres of industrial hemp, and they were having micronutrient problems. They were having all kinds of, of issues, and I was able to help them. Um, and in that process of being out on the farm and, and doing some of those things, um, I came to start appreciating the cannabis plant. And you know, despite what people think, you know, industrial hemp and cannabis. When we think about cannabis, uh, they come from the same. I mean, they they originally all industrial hemp is, is from the sativa form of of uh, marijuana. However, the biggest difference yeah, that's, yeah. that's a that's a big however, right? <laughs> it's a huge however. Um, however, um, industrial hemp has been specifically um, bred to be lower in THC and higher in other cannabinoids, and and mostly what we see is CBD. But there's a whole slew of other cannabinoids that have been identified. On my own mass spectrometer, we've identified 116 different cannabinoids. I've heard people say there's as many as 136 or even more. Um, And right now, I think we know the effects of about 12 of them. But we'll get into that probably in another podcast. But, But really, what needs to be known is the National Hemp Bill that was passed in 2018 um, basically uh, delineated marijuana from industrial hemp by the amount of THC. So in order to be hemp compliant, you have to be below 0.3% THC. And that's total THC. So that would be what we consider THCA. So wait, what? wait, back up. On THC, what does that mean? Why do I... Not want THC. Um, not want is probably not the way I would put okay. that. What, what I would say is THC delta 9 is psychoactive, which means when we think about um, people, the like old stoner culture, people who are high Dude. or lit out of their mind, bros, right? That This is what we're talking about when we talk about high. It's basically THC stimulates the dopamine receptor. And it, when it stimulates that, you get a euphoric. It's the pleasure center in your brain. Right. right. So um, less than 0.3%. 0.3. Less than that is compliant with the national hemp standard. And that is how we define that. Yeah. Gotcha. And not psychoactive, right? That's correct. CBD is not psychoactive. Um, as we talk about all the various different cannabinoids that exist, there are some that are psychoactive and many that are not. In the case of CBD and the ones that we sell at Farmer and Chemist, they are not psychoactive. So let's let's go back to something. First of all, I, I love the reason that you got into this um, and the passion that you have behind it uh, because it gave me confidence that you uh, were going to help us make sure that we do things right. And it's not just us. I mean, you're an industry expert. Uh, folks from around the state and around the country uh, try to consult with Blake and take his time and his talent and his energy. Um, and we're fortunate enough to, to have him help us as well. But um, I, I love the reason that you're into it. And um, that gave me a ton of confidence as well. So you started talking about the plant and hemp versus marijuana. Uh, but to the average person driving down the street, we probably couldn't tell the difference, could we? No. It smells the same. It looks the same. If you're going to eat it, it eats the same. Like, oh. <laughs> so there is a difference. So the difference in hemp versus marijuana is THC. 
And all of our products and, and all CBD products are derived from the hemp plant, which does not contain THC except for this tiny amount uh, that's, that's under the legal limit. So as you think about that, you talked about other cannabinoids. It seems to me, and as we've talked to folks, uh, they've asked questions about what it means uh, when we say this is a broad-spectrum CBD product and why we would describe it as that. Uh, do you mind talking a little bit? This is a big question for you, I know, because, <laughs> because it's so interesting and there's a ton of science behind it. Uh, but just, just uh, for the average person, you know, what it means to have a broad-spectrum uh, CBD product. A lot of people out there want to talk about, you know, full spectrum and, and all of this, you know, jargon around that. And that's, that's actually extremely problematic from a scientific point of view because there's no single genetics that is out there for any plant that has all the cannabinoids and all the terpenes and all the different things that we would consider to be therapeutic. Um, however, if we're talking about whole plant medicine, you want to extract all the cannabinoids that are associated with that genetics from that plant. So a broad spectrum would be a plant that has multiple cannabinoids that you've extracted and they're isolating for therapeutic purpose. Okay, and then what's the benefit of having multiple cannabinoids? That's a great question. So um, if you think about traditional uh, medical marijuana, one of the challenges that exist is people in heighten the effect of THC and they include some CBD because CBD has a mellowing effect. And we haven't had a chance to talk about all the cool things around GABA agonists and all that stuff, but that's for another day. But oh yeah, that's way for <laughs> GABA, another GABA. day. GABA, GABA, but, but Weren't they a great group in the 60s? <laughs> they were. But having said that, um, people have traditionally thought about using medicinal marijuana and it's like taking Tylenol and Benadryl and trying to treat every single ailment on the planet. But what we have found out is that the, the plant, the cannabis plant, produces a whole lot of different materials and different compounds that do lots of different things. You know, um, and we'll, I think we'll talk more about this later. But, um, for example, CBN is extremely effective for help regulating sleep and anxiety. And so when we talk about broad spectrum... We want, a, we want a holistic plant product that has multiple cannabinoids that can relieve a whole group of different types of ailments, and that's a direct result of having multiple things in the same product. Um, and so we, at Farmer and Gimmis, we think about whole plant medicine. That was a good short answer. Nice job. Oh, thanks. Except for the gabba-gabba thing. I don't, <laughs> I don't know. Well, you know, we're all trying to learn here. So some of those words are flying so, right past me. And as you're, as you're thinking about that a little bit, the difference between um, broad spectrum and full spectrum, because I've heard that also. Yeah. What is the, what's the difference there? Because they sound the same to me. Right. Broad just means more than one. There is no single genetics out there that has full. In fact, if somebody claims that they have full spectrum, that means they would have to artificially add in a whole bunch of cannabinoids that were not present initially when the plant was growing because they couldn't get them all from one single plant. Another word I like better than broad spectrum, for the record, is I like phytocannabinoid rich, which just means multiple cannabinoids. I call it PCR. Nice. <laughs> Simple, easy. 
So what have we learned? Uh, we, 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 we've learned that it's important to uh, do your homework when it comes to CBD, that all, not all CBDs are created equal, right? Absolutely. And what are the key things that we need to look at when we're looking at this market or looking at a product and we see something on the shelf? What's the first thing that we should look at? From my opinion, and Doug, I would love to hear what you have to say. My opinion is... Um, the state law for Utah states that it must have a QR code that links to a certificate of analysis that shows you exactly what's in the product. That's extremely important to me because as a chemist, I am constantly testing my materials that I'm making all the time to make sure it really is what I think it is and the concentrations in a dose are exactly what we think it is. And so if it doesn't have a QR code and it's not registered with the state, avoid it. So you look at the QR code, you, you, you use your app to bring up what the actual test is, and which, by the way, all the products at Farmer and Chemist have that QR code, which link to a certificate of analysis or a COA. Where does that come from? Who does the, who stamps that as, uh, as saying that, yep, that's it, that's the standard? So the testing requirements... Um, are that you must be a certified lab through the state of Utah that is qualified to give results on behalf of the state um, as a certified result. And so there's a couple labs in the state that are able to do it, and there's a couple labs that are outside the state that are able to do that. You know, I think that the state of Utah has done a really great job in trying to uh, regulate and bring safety uh, to uh, an area of the market that has been lacking that. Uh, with with the Wild West of CBD sales online and in any kind of store, you can walk into a grocery store, a C-store, a gas station, a vape shop. You can go anywhere almost uh, to buy CBD. But your question, Richard, is, is how do we know when we're getting good stuff? So the first, I agree with Blake and I appreciate the state of Utah for saying uh, that we're going to help uh, regulate and design this. The second uh, way to look at it is the potency. So that certificate of analysis is going to tell people what's in the product, meaning the claim of the potency. So if we say there's a thousand milligrams uh, in a one uh, ounce bottle, there better be a thousand milligrams in it. Uh, the other thing that COA tells us is what's not in the product. Uh, so we can say confidently that we don't have any fungus, <laughs> which seems really bad. You know, you don't want to be putting fungus under your tongue. Um, we don't have any heavy metals. Uh, we don't have any pesticides or things that would harm us. So uh, to certify essentially that we're that we are organically grown. So that's 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 really important. The other thing to look at is the dosing and how much you're getting. There are a lot of products that are available on the market, uh, especially in some of the stores that we've mentioned, that are not very expensive. And they're generally not very expensive because they don't have a lot of CBD. So you're kind of getting what you pay for? Oh, totally. Yeah, this is one of those areas where, you know, if you think you're going to save money and, and get the product that's less expensive, sadly, you're probably not going to have the, the effect or the benefit that you're looking for because the dose just isn't high enough. So is this why a lot of people think CBD doesn't necessarily work? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look, if... If when we got my, my daughter's diagnosis, I could go immediately out and purchase exactly what we needed for her, I wouldn't have actually had to get into the industry. The, the, the truth of the matter is, it is the Wild West out there, and you have to be really, really 
careful. Um, one of the reasons why I associated with farmer and chemist versus other opportunities is because working with pharmacists, they understand dose. Yeah. And that's really important to me. Um, and to me, as a <laughs> private citizen who has no idea. Especially coming from, you know, the pharmaceutical side, dose is extremely important. You need to know, like, when I take a tincture, one dropper full is a dose. And how many cannabinoids am I getting in that dose? And what is it? And how much is there? And is it going to work for me? Does it have the right profile for my particular condition? Those are all extremely important questions. So again, having pharmacists on staff that can help with all of that, I can formulate the right product, and now I need the pharmacist to be able to explain that to the customer.